Hello folks. Welcome back to Salesforce Cast podcast and this is Teja. In today's session we'll be talking about something which is a mandate to consider in case you're serious about uh, making your career on Salesforce programming and it is nothing but best practices in Apex programming. So if you are a Salesforce programmer then day in day out you'll be crafting code or I would say uh, Apex classes to be even more precise but just writing them is not sufficient we need to write them in the right way and also we need to write them in such a way that it doesn't break when our code deals with thousands and thousands of users or records so let us jump in and look at the best practices we need to keep in mind as long as we are dealing with apex programming the first best practice that we'll be looking at is making use of proper access modifiers we have four different access modifiers in apex programming which are public private protected and global each and every access specifier has got its own use for example if we are declaring a variable or a method as private then it will be accessible only within the apex class in which it is defined but not out of the scope of this class likewise if a method or a variable is given public access modifier then it can be accessed completely throughout the application likewise we need to make sure that variables and methods are given appropriate access modifier rather than giving all of them public access modifier or making everything private and the second best practice that we need to consider is refactoring the code properly when i say refactoring the code or abstracting the code what i mean is instead of stuffing all the code within a single method and making it bulkier we need to Uh, split the code across multiple methods or functions and if you are looking at an option where you have dedicated apex classes for dedicated functionalities say all the utility related methods will be in one apex class and all the helper related methods which is nothing but code being repeated again and again into one apex class then it will be lot more better so it will have one apex class where we'll be writing all the business logic and whenever we need any utility methods then we'll be making a call to the apex class which has got list of all the utility methods and we'll make use of the uh, exact utility method likewise if you have a piece of code which is being repeated again and again then we need to move it to a apex class which has got list of all the helper methods so whenever you need to make use of this uh, repetitive code then you need to instantiate the apex class uh, where you have got the method and then we need to access the method in the helper class so the gist is we need to break uh, the code into multiple chunks smaller chunks and we need to move it across to different apex classes methods or functions to make sure the code looks uh, leaner and what happens that way is it becomes lot more easier when you want to debug the code and when you leave this company or organization and when somebody else comes on board it becomes lot more easier for him to debug the code and make changes whenever it is required or wherever it is required so as far as i am concerned refactoring the code or abstracting the code is uh, one of my top priorities or uh, top practices when i work on a project the next best practice that we'll be looking at is writing proper test classes once after we are done coding our apex classes the next thing that we need to take care of before we move the code to production is writing the test classes and making sure that the code coverage is more than 
for sure writing test classes and getting the code coverage uh, more than 75% is not a, a fancy thing to do most of the salesforce developers including me don't like working on test classes and uh, you know working on the code coverage percentage but then it is a mandate and we need to do it because we don't get into or we don't run into infinite loops or our system doesn't break or uh, our code doesn't break when we move it to production or when thousands of users start using it things which are not visible to the human eye will be rectified or will be fixed when we try to write test classes for the apex code that we have written and the next best practice that we'll be looking at is Uh, never ever hard code so whenever we write apex code please make sure that you're not hard coding uh, ids in your code because when you move your code from one environment to another environment there is a fair possibility that you might not have a record with that uh, id which you have hard coded and uh, you can safely assume that your code will break when you move it from one environment to another environment in that case and hence it is strongly enforced that you should not hard code ids in your code and at places where you want to hard code some uh, string it is advised that you make use of variables and store your string in uh, the variables and make use of the variables because if that particular variable is used at multiple places and in case you want to make changes to this hard coded text or string then if you change it where it is initialized or where it is assigned to the variable all the places where this variable is referenced will be reflected with the new value that we have given and hence you don't have to manually find all the places where you have hard coded the static text and uh, edit it so please make sure that you never ever hard code data or ids in your code and the next best practice is avoid using soql statements or uh, dml operations in for loops because we have something called governor limits and if we tend to write soql queries in for loops and if we hit the 150 sql statements governor limit then our code will break and hence it is a good practice that you write all your sql queries out of the for loop assign it to a list and then you can use that list in the for loop you can make use of one more instance variable within the for loop assign each and every record within the uh, list to the instance variable and then you can use it so please make sure that you avoid sql statements and dml operations in for loops come what may and the next best practice that we'll be looking at is bulkify your code when i say bulkifying the code what i mean is it is a concept of making sure the code properly handles more than one record at a time let me give you an example and probably you'll understand it better assume that we have written a trigger when we build this trigger and when we test it we tend to go to the object on which the trigger was written and based on the event that we have used we'll either try to insert or update a record and we'll tend to see if the trigger is working properly but then in real scenarios there might be a situation where someone is trying to import uh, maybe hundreds or thousands of uh, records into an object on which we have a trigger and in case we have hard coded the trigger dot new collection then there is a fair possibility that the code breaks when someone tries to import uh, multiple records so bulkifying the code will make sure that uh, the code doesn't break when we try to import multiple records into an object the next and last best practice that i would like to mention is whenever you use a soql query to fetch list of records and assign it in a variable before you perform any operations on this variable it is a best practice to verify that this list has got uh, records in it so that we can avoid null pointer exceptions a basic if loop with the condition to check 
that this variable has got records is more than enough it will solve the purpose so these are the best practices in apex programming that comes to my mind uh, i'm sure there are multiple other uh, best practices also i just tried uh, you know covering the well known and uh, priority ones so that's all for this episode and i'll resume back in the next episode with some interesting concept this is teja signing off Don't you know, don't you know, it is getting low, it is getting low.